1: I'm Dr. Corbin Weaver, an OB-GYN
0: resident. I'm Dr. Katie Wyatt, and I'm one, too.
2: And I'm Dave Etler, their podfather. And, and we, we are, are the Vagabonds,
1: Three friends venturing through the world of feminism and healthcare for women, babies, and people of all kinds.
0: We don't give medical advice, and we don't speak for anyone other than ourselves.
2: We're just recording conversations we'd be having in bars anyway.
0: Hello. We're back. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about PEPROM, or preterm premature rupture of membranes. Woo, woo! How is everybody?
2: Relieved, it's good to be back. Relieved to be back.
1: Yeah, it's great. We took a hiatus.
2: Oh man, we did we ever?
1: It was. A, it was a. Go ahead. It was the end of season one, and this is the beginning of season two. That's what I've decided.
2: Perfect. Oh, is that how we'll think of? Okay, I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Very good. I like it. Way to way to spin that. It
1: yeah, was an intentional. It was hiatus. totally p- totally planned. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> was not at all related to um, uh, uh, work craziness, mental yeah. breakdowns, um, just a complete and lack of, of motivation. None of that.
1: Right. Yeah. Definitely planned. I'm
2: glad to hear y'all's voices.
1: I'm glad to hear you guys' voice we too. Do. And it's we got to be back.
2: And and you know I have to say. The reason, I think the reason we're, we're, we were motivated today is because we got a lovely email.
1: We did. Yeah.
2: From, uh, from somebody who, um, who, who, who said they had begun listening and were excited to listen yeah. more. And I was like, well, shit, I guess we better, <laughs> we Yeah. Be- guess we better start making some more, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I felt about it. So.
0: That's yeah. It was yeah. a lovely email. Yeah. I also got a Facebook message from one of our most loyal listeners that was like, I need a new vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah.
2: Yes. And that, that uh lovely email person was Carla. Thank you, Carla, for uh giving yeah, us a kick thank in you, the Carla.
1: ass. And thank you for your your uh interest in OBGYN. Yeah. I hear Katie's cats in the background. Yeah, <laughs> they
0: really want to come in.
2: <laughs> uh, don't let them in. Oh, they'll, they'll... This is real life, guys. That's right. This yeah, is, this it's is true. This is how it um, is. Did you
1: guys ever watch uh, Shrill on Hulu? <gasps> yes.
2: No. Um, we should just do
1: a, it's whole, really good. a whole episode. Yeah, we should. Actually. We should. But, um, so Ad Bryant's like loser boyfriend has a really lame podcast <laughs> called like the Traz Tales or something like that. It's about Alcatraz.
2: Okay.
1: Oh yeah. And basically it's supposed to be a meme about, uh, you know how everyone thinks they have something important to say and they have a podcast. Yeah. So
0: anyway, nice. I just so thought that
1: was funny. That's yeah. yeah, us. Yeah. That's us. It's fine.
0: Although I was mm-hmm. recently. So I started, I did. Okay. So this is how old I am slash, and I don't know how to use social media, but I have recently discovered that you can follow hashtags on Instagram.
2: Wow. I'm so dumb.
0: Wow. wow I'm literally Katie. the dumbest. <laughs> 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 this is, this ex- also explains a lot why the Vagabonds podcast does not post a lot on social media. <laughs> because clearly I have not figured it out maybe that can be our new commitment for <laughs> yeah, social sure. media second year managing all the labor board and the antiparm service and figuring out social media that seems like a lot yeah I did just I but
2: did I did just post a welcome back to ourselves I saw that featuring I saw that. an incredibly dusty keyboard on my on our on the podcast I saw that. Rig, so
0: nice uh, I started following the hashtag OBGYN hashtag um but I like there's so many people who just like have Instagrams who have like so many followers, and like all they do is like talk about their life daily. I'm like, well, if they get followers, then people should listen to us because yeah, at least we have a podcast. But you know what the just pictures.
2: You know what the problem with that theory is, is is that, who the fuck wants to know (laughs) about what's going on in our lives? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, definitely
0: there's other OBGYN residents.
2: What are they? What are they talking about? Are they posting, like, are they posting foxy fi- pictures of themselves and like their, their uh, purpose? Figs. Yeah, their figs, scrubs and their, uh, you know, other crap like that. I
0: don't know. Wow. I don't know, man. Um, two, of them, two of them I know and I'm just like, what's happening? Okay. One of the
1: REIs that we work with here is like, has a really big um, Instagram following. Um, she's like a Instagram famous REI. Which wow. is kind of cool for her, um but also I, I'm like, man, I mean, it's awesome, but it's also like I don't think anyone would care that much about my life. <laughs>
2: that's the that's our problem,
1: but clearly like, they do though that is, today I woke up at four a m yeah, and I saw patients for a really long time, and then i I don't know
2: <laughs> that is why we fail. <laughs> yeah. we need to open ourselves up to the social.
0: Dave, do you know what P Prom is?
2: Well, I seem to remember that we mentioned this at some point in the past. Yeah, we
0: haven't done an episode about this, right?
2: Yeah. But it's premature. No, we haven't. It's it's premature rupture of membranes. Well, that's prom.
1: That's prom, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. PROM is pre premature rupture <laughs> of membranes.
0: It's close. <laughs> it's preterm.
2: Uh see? I was right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So what you, guys, convenience- you,
2: you guys make things so complicated.
0: I know. Oh my gosh, the med students that are on right now are like, there's so many abbreviations. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> We're the worst at abbreviations. <laughs> it's because we ain't got time to sit around and write full words out. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a list, like a master list of all of our patients so we like can keep track of them. And we have a lot of abbreviations on there that are not approved. <laughs> 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 not a bag approved. Oh. No, they're not a bag approved.
2: I can only like, I can only imagine. Like
0: B U F A is my favorite one. Bufa.
2: Oh, I, th- I feel like I've heard this one
0: no it's not you would not have he- ever heard of it
2: no what is it
0: I don't know what that means <laughs> baby I up for adoption <laughs>
2: oh oh wow
0: because <laughs> we put everyone's like postpartum stuff on our list so we know uh, oh, yeah. so when the baby's up for adoption <laughs> the, one so I s-
1: the one I saw on somebody's note and it took me forever to figure out um, was um, talking about the birth control plan and it was like patient declines birth control because she is a POF
2: wow uh,
0: primary wait
2: P-O-F. A person of person of faith. Faith.
0: Yeah, person of faith. Wow. Oh, like a Catholic person who does. It. Yeah. Or like someone who does. Okay. Yeah. I took me forever to put figure it, it out. A P on ours, like natural family planning.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, normally that's what we put too, but it's
0: definitely not a bog group. Yeah. That's sweet. Oh my gosh! But anyway, okay. So P prom. So. P-Prom is essentially when you break your water before your full term and before the onset of labor. So the preterm means your baby is preterm, meaning before 37 weeks. And the premature slash pre-labor, they actually are changing the the, um, naming convention. So now instead of premature, it's pre-labor. Because you can see how premature would be confusing. But premature or pre-labor means that it happens before labor starts. Which is clearly why pre-labor makes more sense. I'm all for this. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so um, reasons why it happens. Well, we don't really know. Um, There's lots of reasons that it is... Uh, hypothesize why it happens. Um, there's lots of risk factors that not everybody has, um, like a pre, like a amniocentesis or a CVS earlier in pregnancy. Um, there is other things like a placental abruption or mm-hmm. subchorionic hemorrhage, which you at increased risk. Um, and then having twins or having um, a baby with an abnormality puts you at increased risk. Um, I'm trying to think of other things That put you at risk I'm pulling up the practice bulletin Right now um, What else was I going to say
2: But it's distinct From going into labor early
0: Right yeah Right that's, yeah. yeah Um, aw. It's def-
1: kind of defined By not going into labor early
0: Yeah Sorry ACOG's not letting me log in right now It's making me log in again Actually really I mean infection right Yeah so the One of the things that's like hypothesize the most is that there is like an underlying subclinical infection or sometimes there's just a straight up infection, but um that's why we'll get into like the treatment of Pprom, but um that is one of the biggest a clinically evident intraamniotic infection occurs in fifteen to twenty five percent and a of Pprom and a postpartum infection occurs in fifteen to twenty percent, um, and then obviously the incidence of infection is higher at earlier gestational ages, which makes sense because you have longer time um, that you're just sitting there ruptured. So one of the biggest risks of pPROM is an intraamniotic infection called chorioamnionitis, and it's because if you think about like if you think about the cervix and the chorionic membrane. Um, or the amniotic membrane, excuse me. Um, it's kind of a protective, like antibacterial barrier because essentially amniotic fluid is just like a nice nutrient broth that if you get bacteria, it'll just mm-hmm. like, explode essentially. Um, and so you've ruptured that membrane. And so you have a really high risk of getting an infection um, from any of the bacterial bacteria that live in the vagina or any other. Um, bacteria that gets introduced so that is what's scary and then so the specific dates that we're talking about is um well before 37 weeks and then if you have what's called pre-viable p-prom that means you're before 24 weeks and um, that is managed expectantly meaning that we don't do anything um, because the likelihood of um fetal demise is very high in those cases and Mm -hmm. so a lot of times what we'll do is you can go home live your life at home um and then you come back to the hospital if you haven't delivered by the time you're 24 weeks oh Um, which is really sad um because there isn't really anything we can do
2: that must be frightening
0: yeah it is yeah it's terrible um, but I will say that all the cases of pre-viable P-Prom that I've seen, they've delivered pretty quickly after P-Prom. Mm. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I've seen a few cases of people not, uh, you know, they make it, um, yeah. you know, until like 34 weeks or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. the outlier, I really? guess.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And then, you know, those babies do have mostly lung development issues.
0: Yeah. Um, and then if you're between 24 and 34 weeks, we keep you in the hospital and we monitor you a lot um, and you get, we'll talk about some different medicines that you get um, in a second. And then if you're between 34 and 37 weeks, we just induce your labor um, because that 34 weeks is kind of the generally recognized date where is more benefit um, to deliver than it is. There's a higher risk to keep you pregnant than it is the risk of your baby being born at 34 weeks. So um, so you can imagine that if someone ruptures at 22 weeks, I mean, 24 weeks and they stay in the hospital for 10 weeks, it's a long, it's a
2: long road long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We literally have one of those that's getting delivered. That's getting induced this weekend. Wow. She's been here for like almost 60 days. My gosh. Fun fact. cannot imagine? Blood consents for hospitals expire after 60 days. So <laughs> we have to re-sign her consents. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah. Hey, we noticed that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think the stat is like 80% or not 80 sorry, 50% of women
0: will go into labor in the next 48 hours. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. After um, PROM. It- oh, yeah. Here it is. 40 to 50% of patients with PROM, oh, pre viable PROM, will give birth within the first week. Hmm. So that's a, um, but that's not preterm.
2: So is this person and others like her, are they on bed rest? Are they? Free to walk around. Good yeah. question.
0: Work? Bed rest isn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Okay. It's not an encouraged thing anymore. Um, but I mean, they're not allowed to take a bath. Uh, <laughs> oh god. They're allowed to shower. Right. Yeah, but they're not allowed to take a bath. Okay. Um. Obviously, they're on bat va- pelvic pelvic rest too. Rest, yeah. Nothing in the vagina. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, and. So, things we do for P-Prom. When you get diagnosed with p first of all, we diagnose it the same way as we diagnose rupture of membranes, which I think we've talked about before, but you look in the vagina with a speculum, and you'll see pooling of amniotic fluid, and then you can get a swab of that fluid and put it on a slide, and you'll see something called ferning when it dries, which is um, what, uh, it literally looks like a fern. It's kind of cool. Yeah, The and salt crystals. yeah. And then there's also, um, like, uh, what am I? Commercial tests available to? That oh yeah, like to, the AmniSure like or whatever. Amnesure, yeah. Um, and so then we start you on um, latency antibiotics, which is a combination of four different antibiotics, two for the first forty eight hours, and then two for um, the second five days. So a total of seven days of antibiotics, and that is because of that theory that there's an underlying subclinical infection. Um, So unlike what most people think, it's not prophylactic antibiotics. Like it's not to prevent you from getting an infection. Um, It's actually to calm whatever inflammation is there already. Um, And it's a common... It's ampicillin, azithromycin, amoxicillin, and erythromycin. Right, Corbs? That's right. Mm Amoxicillin, eryth, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what else do you get? You get... Um, if your baby, if you're before 32 weeks, you get magnesium for fetal neuroprotection, um, and then you get 12 hours of that, and then we turn it off, and then we try to give it to you before labor too, or before you're gonna deliver, and then you also if get you're still above, if you're what? still below, uh, if you're still below 30, yeah, weeks. yeah, if you're still below 32 <laughs> weeks, yeah, and then you get steroids for fetal lung development. Mm-hmm. So that's like betamethasone or dexamethasone. So, and then you stay impatient and we call it our little pee prom garden. We have all our little pee Peeprom
2: prom garden.
0: Yeah. That sounds really. So <laughs>
2: Peeprom. prom. That sounds nice.
0: I know. It is nice. They're very they're usually very nice and like very they just like move into the hospital essentially. Just like bring all their stuff. Yeah. I always order pet therapy for them cuz I'm like, you're so bored. You're here all the time. Oh god, I I'm can't, can't even
2: imagine. to play with. I cannot even imagine. I know. Like 10 weeks in a hospital. Ugh. Uh. Yeah. You know, uh I don't know if this is the right place to jump in, but I have uh, recently enjoyed telling my daughter that uh, amniotic fluid is basically urine it is. and that she spent, uh, you know, a good portion of her uh in utero experience inhaling, drinking, and excreting the fluid that she was swimming around in. Yeah. I think she kind of liked that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she did. <laughs> Um, and then it also smells like eggs. That's what I think it smells like.
2: Eggs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know if and
0: I it like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. Like and it tastes salty. And it burns your face when it sits on there for a while. Fun fact. That is
2: true. Fun fact. Facts that most of us will never learn.
1: Yeah, Hopefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs>
1: If you're a lucky human being, <laughs> you'll never learn that fact. If
2: you're an OP gin, chances are you're going to learn that. Some...
1: I've had a really bad streak recently where I've had to, like, change my scrubs once. T- like, when I'm on call, having to change my scrubs because I get covered in amniotic yeah, well, recently. Yeah, well, I would
2: assume that that happens often. It doesn't... You, you're...
1: It happens to me often. <laughs> you gotta be out of the
0: splash zone. Closest I ever... Yeah,
1: well, the most recent time was like either the baby was going on the floor or my scrubs were
0: getting wet, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, definitely what I would pick, too.
2: Yeah. Closest I ever came to that... had <laughs> a delivery... Closest I ever came to that was getting peed on by a parrot at the uh, pet shop, but I don't there I don't think know. that's equivalent, really.
0: I've also gotten peed on before. It's fine. Um, the other... What was I going to say? Um... Oh, yeah, the other day we delivered a baby that had a very large blood splash, and Anna, like, Anna's my second year, she, like, ducked behind me, she's like, I gotta get out of the splash zone. I'm like, yeah, sacrifice the intern. But, yeah. anyway. Amniotic fluid is
1: so fun. Oh. It is fun. It's fun? I really yes. do like breaking people, rupturing people's me membranes. Too. It's, it's so a fun. good time.
2: Do, do you like it because it's, like, a, a milestone of some sort, or is that...
1: No, because it's very satisfying. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's why it's like. Say. Oh,
2: there should you be. break
1: uh, it, and then all this fluid comes out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I did something."
2: There should be. Uh, there's your ticket to uh, Instagram uh, fame right there for for Obijins. You know, if you want to become famous among Obijins, have satisfying videos. You know what I'm gonna do? Just take selfies members.
1: of myself. What I'm gonna do is take selfies of myself pre having to change my skirt. Like when I'm covered when you're covered yeah that's an amniotic fluid and then like most like the one on like on sunday when i had to change my scrubs it landed exactly so it looked like i peed my pants like for real yeah that's
2: always yep. it's always great
0: yeah it was a good time okay. okay um what else oh so speaking of pee problems so these babies don't have a lot of amniotic fluid mm-hmm. so um what can happen like like Corbin was talking about, is these babies have been squished in there for a long time without amniotic fluid. And um, so they're at risk of something called Potter syndrome, which is deformations that are essentially from being too squished and not having like the ability to stretch out. So this is things like limb contractures, meaning that the like limbs are too have been, like, contracted for a long time and were unable to, like, stretch out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, uh, pulmonary hypoplasia because the lungs were never able Mm -hmm. to expand because they didn't have fluid. Um, Oh, I forgot my favorite thing. Okay. So going back to diagnosing P-Prom, this is something we never do anymore, but I kind of want to just because it's so hilarious. So (laughs) it's called... It's called the Smurf test, or <laughs> I don't know what else people, or the tampon test. But what you do is that you put in a needle transabdominally, so like an amnio kind of like a needle through the belly into the amniotic fluid, and then you put some indigo carmine dye in it, which is blue, and then you put a tampon in the vagina or a pad, and oh, <laughs> then you see if there's blue on my it. My
2: God. <laughs>
0: and it dyes the baby blue
2: this
0: is
1: this is what makes me think that medicine is just like really stupid right you're like most most physical exams are like that that's that looks weird what happens when you poke it
0: you know exactly
1: this is like uh well if there's a hole there she'll leak blue from her vagina
2: holy smokes i love that I i love that
0: but it's a it's important to note that indigo carmine also (laughs) will go into your urine so you got to make sure it's not from the (laughs) urine from the urine
1: Mm, that's the hard part with a pregnant lady
0: it is
1: (laughs) sometimes though sometimes telling if someone's ruptured can be actually kind of difficult
0: yeah like okay so this is a patient we had the other day oh my god it was terrible so she was like on she had substance abuse and she came in and she was like told us that she had been she had an ultrasound like three weeks prior at a different hospital that had showed no fluid around her baby and so like if you have like i don't know our mfm says that if you have like anhydramnios in the setting of like you like the, you don't know if like the baby's IUGR or like you have no other reason for it then they're p-promed until proven otherwise.
2: You just threw out a lot so, of uh, you just threw out a lot of uh, acronyms sorry. there.
0: Sorry, mm-hmm. if you're if you have anhydramnios, which means no fluid, like if the baby has no fluid around it, and there's no other reason for the anhydramnios, like so if you have intrauterine growth restrictions, sometimes you can have low fluid, oh. but that takes a long time to develop. Yeah. Well,
1: um, and like, but, um, like a baby without kidneys would have right. anhydramnios.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so if you have none of those reasons and they have all anhydramnios, then it's p. Prom unless proven otherwise, because you never know. Like Which makes sense. Like, leak. it's the most common.
1: Like, it'd be more rare for any of those other anomalies to be right. happening.
0: So anyway, this lady came in and so she really couldn't tell I mean she was like high out of her mind, so she couldn't tell us like she couldn't tell us if she had leaking, she couldn't tell us if she had like a big gush, you know, all that stuff. So we just like had to treat her as P Prom, even though we had no idea if she was yeah. P Promed or not. Mm. So then yeah. I was like, We could do a tampon test.
2: No. <laughs> Katie got excited.
0: We did not but she was also blue. Or the amnesia. Yeah. But you guys in have, have amnesia? work within the first how many hours? They don't work after three weeks. Mm. Oh, right. Three weeks. Yeah. So it was a long time. But anyway, that was fun. Weird. I'm the one who had to C section that patient after watching a category three strip for literally 48 hours. Mm. That's not good. No, it's not fun.
2: What's a category three strip?
0: It means you should be delivering the baby. Oh. But she wouldn't let us. So. Oh, I see. It was terrible.
2: Oh, boy. That sounds.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so uh, management of P.Prom. We kind of already talked about the like antibiotics and um, steroids and other things like that. But other things that have been tried, which I think is interesting, is um, well, one tocolytic. So tocolysis is the practice of stopping contractions. Um, mm-hmm. So tochometry is like measurement of contractions. So tocolysis, lysis means stopping. Mm. So um, we don't use tocolysis in PPROM. Um, it is not shown to, um, it, it's only shown to lower the risk of delivery within 48 hours, um, but it has, it's associated with a higher risk of chorioamnionitis in, in um uh, in pregnancies below 34 weeks, which is when we would, you know, after 34 weeks, we deliver them anyway. So um, it's not uh, advised or it's not um, standard of care to use tocolysis um, for P-Prom.
2: Choreoamnionitis.
0: Choreoamnionitis, yeah. It's an intra-amniotic infection. That's,
2: I, know, I was going to say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good job. <clears throat> That's um, the new... Plus, if you're... Could the new- you're laboring and you're P-Promed, then I guess it's not technically P-Prom. I don't know. So I think that line gets a little... And
1: preterm sometimes. labor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Like labor.
0: Um, And then... Uh, oh, so something that we did a um, journal club about recently is doing an amnio infusion for P-Prom. So meaning you stick a needle through the belly... Like you're doing amniocentesis, but instead you insert fluid in. So the idea is that like for, so that patients or so that babies won't develop that potter sequence or like hypoplastic lungs or contractures or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, um, That seems reasonable. Just, you just
2: yeah, little scotch tape on the yeah. hole. and
0: It seems like a <laughs> it good seems idea, reasonable, but it doesn't work. I was um, going to say. The outcomes. Yeah. It,
2: it doesn't. It, I mean, one problem with that is there's still a hole.
1: <laughs> right exactly yeah sometimes our stupid medicine ideas don't actually work hey, yeah
2: you know you gotta try it you gotta give it a shot <laughs> it only the good one. Oh,
1: she lost some fluid let's
0: put some more in put some in there
2: you miss 100 percent of the uh, shots you don't take
0: indeed that's true. true but yeah um but yeah so and there is like a theory i've heard well i've Maybe not a theory, but like a lot of people say that like the people who pee prom like super early and then make it to thirty four weeks that they have a high leak is what it's called, like it meaning it's like up really high in the uterus oh. and then it kind of seals itself off um so then they like stop leaking and essentially are not pee promed anymore. Mm. um, but you would never I mean, you can never clinically call them that, um yeah, but some
1: people actually like regain
0: like yeah, regain fluid fluid. Yeah, that's like this one we're delivering this week. She has like a normal MVP, like maximum vertical pocket of fluid now. Um, so they think she must have just... And I mean, I'm the one who examined her when she got to the hospital and she definitely was ruptured. Um, but we just think she had like a high leak that resealed or something. Hmm. Which is crazy. But yeah. Um, let's see. Other things. of uh, Sir. Have we ever talked about sir- Clages
2: That doesn't sound familiar. I
0: mean... So It is my uh, favorite word. Ooh, it is a fancy word. Yeah. It just feels so fancy.
2: Sounds French.
0: Uh, It does. So a cerclage is a stitch that goes in the cervix to kind of like help it close. And we put them in in cervical insufficiency. So like Mm -hmm. you have painless cervical dilation. um, Usually uh, a lot of them are historical, meaning you had that in a previous pregnancy. And so you are known to have that problem. And so we put one in prophylactically. Hmm. Um, and then some of them are rescue cerclages. They're done at a later date, but um, they're done because you're having cervical dilation already or cervical shortening. Um, so anyway, for a cerclo- if you have a cerclage in any... Pe- if putting in a cerclage increases your risk of Prom first of all. And second of all, if you have a cerclage, um, it is... Um, advised to take it out once you pee prom because um, it's not actually associated with prolongation of pregnancy. Uh, but studies aren't like super clear about that actually. Because uh, if you think about it, it's a very low number of people. So um, that's still probably something that we'll get more clear about uh, as we go. Yeah. We should talk in our next episode, maybe we should talk about. Um
1: like 17p and oh surclages and like maybe
0: pessaries now
1: exciting new things
0: yeah did you see the um, article about or like that journal article about I did see it yeah, yeah. and the yeah. big controversy
2: that let me tell you yeah. something that was like a whirlwind 17p Woo. you know uh,
1: you're talking about the diabetes right
2: I don't know what you're talking about
1: <laughs> which one are you talking about <laughs> 17p what yeah
2: which one are you talking about because
1: okay. there what? was another
0: one recently that came out too in uh, uh, diabetes
1: uh. no I'm not talking about that one
0: I'm talking about the one that basically said 17p doesn't do anything
1: yeah there's that one too um
0: but anyway and it leads
1: to a more significant um uh, women women diabetes
0: yeah uh but that's just a teaser Dave.
2: yeah future, we'll talk so. about
1: that for next episode uh-huh. yeah
2: Uh, I have an idea for a medical device that you could, uh, that you could invent to address P-Prom. I mean, you can't stitch the membrane closed, right? Right. Um, you can't put a little piece of tape on it. Why don't you invent the medical equivalent of the wine bottle stopper, not the cork, but the kind that, you know, you put in there and then you flip the lever down and it just sort of seals the, uh, the cervix. Mm. you could
0: definitely choreo risk you could but you then def- the fluid could get behind the membrane
2: Is well as long as it's there what's the big deal
1: no because if the membrane's separating the fluid from the baby because you have then to it's not doing its yeah. job
2: mm.
0: yeah so there's a membrane that's on the inside of the lining of the uterus that's separate from the lining of the uterus yeah so there's like the water the membrane and then nothing essentially, and then the uterus. Yeah. So the whole thing's not stuck to it, so water could get in between the uterus and the membrane.
2: Well, look, I mean, if you want to be a naysayer and throw away a perfectly good idea, I mean, I do want to be a naysayer. That's, <laughs> that's. That's. fine. It's your choice. I just may have given you given you a million dollar idea, but can't force you to take it. Can't I? Can't lead you to the. Can lead you to the water, but no. I can't make you drink. The amniotic True. fluid. Because of the impromptu nature of our uh, recording today, I don't have any news to share.
0: Okay. My my news slash, it's really depressing. Uh-oh. My my news slash call to action is all the abortion oh, bans Jesus that are Christ. being brought yeah. before state legislatures. Mm-hmm. So Georgia just passed one. That's a six-week abortion. It's a heartbeat bill. Um, there's one here that passed the House. Now it's in the Senate. Like subcommittee, um, yeah, it's really depressing. On the other hand, we um, we
2: uh, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of that. On the other hand, we have a couple of states who have sort of expanded their protection
0: uh-huh.
2: for abortion. Um, Illinois being one,
0: yeah,
2: and I think Nevada. Nevada um, so seemingly, sort of a a reaction to these uh, rather horrifying things that are happening in other states
0: yeah but it's real depressing
2: yeah yeah
0: but yeah so um call um, your politicians Abortion access is super important um it is it's important for more than just people who want to have elective abortions it's really important for people who can't afford to have a termination for a fetal anomaly um because in so- this, yeah. South Carolina, at least, insurance doesn't cover that. Even if it's a fatal fetal anomaly, like the baby will not, like anencephaly, like the baby doesn't have a head, right. Um, and the, uh, insurance still won't cover it. And so it's just really sad um, to have to pay. You can't pay $3,000 for an abortion, but you have to pay for an entire pregnancy that's yeah. not going to do anything but put you out Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sad and really, I don't know. Makes me want to cry just talking about it every freaking day. So. Yeah,
2: um, I I, it, I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but it also uh, jeopardizes um, ob training in the states that yeah in the states that have yeah you know draconian bans because you have to according to the ACGME you have to be able to learn about these procedures and these topics in order to have an OBGyn residency program no OBGyn residency program less OBGyns in that state and yep. that's a problem for women's health so you now yep get it together people oh so,
0: yeah yeah get man it together people
2: Wow. say, I do have a, uh, a fallopian file.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's Ooh. hear it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
2: Good Omens. What is that? What is that?
0: It's a show.
2: It is. Never heard of it. it. Is, if you're Catholic or were raised Catholic or Catholic adjacent. Mm, I am that. Um, <laughs> and you like uh, Neil Gaiman or Terry Pratchett. Um, mm. You will love Good Omens. Good Omens was a book uh, by written by uh, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman back in the day. And it's now a series on um, uh, available at, at uh, uh, Amazon Prime. And it's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. It's very true to the book if you've read the book. Um, and it's all about uh, these two, a, a demon and an angel who have been sort of.
0: Oh, I want to see this so bad. I literally. Just, what's it on? Yeah,
2: it's, on, a, what's on, it on, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, about a demon and angel who have been hanging out together since the beginning of, since the beginning of time, sort of clandestinely, because, you know, they're not really supposed to, but they kind of like each other and they like the earth and they're not really all that excited about the, uh, coming Armageddon. So they're working to, uh, to prevent it unbeknownst to their supervisors. But there's a lot of in Catholic humor, um, Uh. for sure. Um, and uh you know the book is incredible the uh the series is is really good um, it's very faithful to the book as far as you can get and uh yeah should should check it out david uh, David Tennant is the uh is yeah that's is the say. demon and John Ham mm. plays the angel Gabriel
0: no, not John Ham yeah oh.
2: The angel, the John the Haynes. angel is played by somebody else whose name I don't recognize. Uh,
0: but the angel uh, okay, Gabriel
2: gotcha. is played by John.
0: Okay, Haynes. okay. I accept that explanation. Thank
2: you. I hope I am correct. I
0: was like, that's not the guy.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I have a Filipino file today.
2: Okay.
1: It's Booksmart, the movie. It's so good. You need to go see it. It's excellent. It's the best movie of the year. I've decided. Smart.
2: I've heard of. I've heard it. of this movie.
1: It has um it has um Beanie Feldstein in it. Um Oh,
2: I saw she's Jonah Hill's I, sister. Yeah, I saw uh She
1: was in Lady Bird.
2: I saw the trailer for this and I was like that looks great.
1: Yeah, it was excellent. It was truly excellent. Um very funny, really just really good. Um I never I'm a person who gets bored during movies and I did not get bored at all. Um, highly recommend it. Really good. Really nice. You know what I really enjoy about movies now? Uh, the high school comedy moves, we've really, um, entered into an area era where we're really celebrating female friendship mm-hmm. Yeah. as like, you know, you, you know, like, and this is the case in this movie too, where you you know, your female friend is your soulmate. You don't need no man. And I just, I really relate to that. Yeah.
2: I, um, yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, the high school movie was like, I don't know, porkies or something, you know, like,
1: yeah, it mm-hmm.
2: feels like a different world. It's kind of nice.
1: Yeah. I do really love the genre of the like high school, you know, kind of like, uh, John, uh, what's his name? John Cusack. John, no, not John. Uh, uh yeah. The director. Oh, what's his yeah. Name? Like 16 candles and yeah, John, John Hughes, Hughes you're right. John Hughes. Those were always, but good. now we're doing the mod, we're doing the modern yeah. thing, you know, now where it's yeah. like, uh, all the boys I've loved before or whatever. Yeah. And- Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Good. Or at least I think it is.
0: We'll um, start podcasting more regularly now. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I feel reinvigorated. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. It this was reason. a breath of fresh it air. It was. It you was. Know? A
2: reason in and of itself. To keep podcasting is just so we can talk about it together.
1: And we missed you guys. We missed our listeners.
2: We missed our listeners. We missed each other. We
1: missed you. Yeah. That
0: was very true. Um, I missed you get. Oh, man. I know. Soon we're going to be trying to find a weekend in second year. I can go to Austin.
1: Yeah. That would be so fun. Well. Wow. So. Maybe we're gonna have to start thinking creatively about our guests, to getting some guests on the pod. Yeah, yeah, definitely. that would be fun. Yeah, we could, mm-hmm. could get some new guests. We could do that. Yeah.
2: Well, all right. Well, all
1: right. More to comment. Season yeah. two. Thanks for sticking with us, friends and listeners. Tell your
2: friends. Tell your friends that we're back. Tell your Try friends to,
1: we're back. We're back. From outer to post space. A on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing less than a dusty than a dusty keyboard.
1: I'm going to start posting pictures of myself covered in amniotic fluid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> me too.
2: Please do.
0: I really need to get like a stuffed uterus or something that I can take a picture of. Yes. With. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.